Welcome to the Pursuing Life Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Kirsch. Every week, I'll be sitting down with people from the Calvary Church family to hear stories of what God is doing in, around, and through them as they take intentional steps to pursue life in Jesus Christ. We believe that storytelling is powerful. God has made himself known to us through the stories of the Bible. Jesus told parables or small stories to teach kingdom lessons to his followers. And God continues to write stories of his goodness and faithfulness through the lives and experiences of his church, ordinary people just like you and me. What is a disciple? We know that Jesus had 12 disciples, and before he ascended into heaven, he told them to go and make disciples. We know this passage as the Great Commission, but when it comes down to it, discipleship can be a convoluted term, meaning many things to many people. When Jesus said, go and make disciples, what was he actually saying? What really is this call that we're to follow? This summer, we'll be unpacking exactly that, hearing from people in our church community who have taken seriously the call of disciple-making and how it's changed not just the lives of others, but their own lives as well. Hopefully, as you hear their stories, you'll be encouraged and maybe even challenged as you begin to answer the question of what exactly Jesus meant when he called us to be disciples who make disciples. Michelle Kirby and Lydia Swar both serve in Calvary Student Ministries, Lydia as a student group leader and Michelle as a coach, and they were connected with one another through a unique opportunity that arose for female leaders to be individually mentored by women in the church. Michelle had a burden to walk alongside younger women, while Lydia desired to be intentionally growing in her faith as she also walked alongside her group of high school girls. While some leaders only met with their mentors for a season, Michelle and Lydia chose to continue intentionally meeting together and have both grown in their pursuit of life in Christ because of it. Today, they're sharing with us why they feel that one-on-one discipleship is so important and why it's not as intimidating as they thought. So let's jump right in. All right, ladies, well, welcome to Pursuing Life. Thanks for being here. Thanks oh, for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. So I would love for you to start off by introducing yourselves and then explaining how you know one another. Um, my name is Lydia Swar. I've been at Calvary since 2018, and I didn't know Michelle until... <laughs> This past fall, fall of 2022, um, when I became a student leader at CSM, I was brand new this year, and Naomi, the assistant director down there, asked if any of the student leaders would like to have mentors, and I thought that that seemed very intriguing, and so I you know, reached out and said I'd be interested, and got paired with a mentor named Michelle, and we set up a time to meet, and that's, that's when our relationship began. And I'm Michelle Kirby. I've been coming to Calvary with my husband for about 17 years. Wow. And yeah, I didn't know Lydia either. And I was on the other end of the mentoring mentee thing. So I've like turned this blind date mentoring <laughs> because it's um, yeah. a program Naomi had had come up with. And I guess we can talk more about that as, yeah. as we go along, if you have some questions. But that's how I met Lydia, through through the program Naomi had sent up. Yeah. So 17 years at Calvary, how mm-hmm. many years in student ministries? I think I'm going on my 14th. Oh, it was wow. eight years as a student group leader okay. and 
going into my sixth as a coach. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That is mm-hmm. awesome. And have you been involved anywhere else or primarily in CSM? I guess when I first began serving, it was the nursery. Okay. So I did that for a little while. And then I, I just had a burden for young women and being in the culture. And one Sunday, I remember Bo was still the director of student ministries, and Mm -hmm. uh, they put out an appeal for student group leaders. And I really was unsure because at that time, I would have been 50 years Mm -hmm. old, and there weren't a lot of student group leaders that age, but just worked through some things and just felt called to, to do that and been involved in student ministries. Pretty much that's been my main emphasis, I guess, is serving here at Calvary. Yeah. Wow. Way to Mm -hmm. go. I, on a personal note, my student group leader was a mom of kids just a few years older than me when I was going through student ministries. And she was like one of my primary mentors, you know, as I was growing up, going through high school and college. And so thank you for being willing to invest in young girls. I mean, to me, I'm like, I don't care what age you are. <laughs> like if you <laughs> want to, if you feel called and if you have a burden to be a part of that, then absolutely take a risk and do it because it's so worth it. It, it is. I, I wish more ladies at that stage of life would consider, consider doing it because uh, I think even the parents really appreciated having a, a more mature leader. And for me, there was always a younger leader to work alongside with. So yeah. you kind of got that hip thing going there with that, <laughs> with that person and the more mature, you know, just having lived experience. Yeah. So, so Lydia, you said you just started serving with CSM this past year. Yes. Yeah. What was the catalyst for you getting involved in that area? A couple different things. When Ben and I started attending Calvary, Ben, my husband, we got plugged in. We wanted to plug in somewhere to kind of make this big church feel a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. And we were really intrigued by the marriage builders class. We had just gotten married in October of 2018 and we're church searching and landed here. And when we finished marriage builders, then it was a two year course. So we, we started by attending marriage builders, ABF. And then when that finished, we, we both kind of felt like, okay, we've been poured into so much at this church. Like let's consider pouring out. Mm -hmm. And so Ben works for a ministry with high school and college age kids. So he felt very comfortable kind of transitioning right into youth ministry. I struggled for a while to feel where I I fit in Mm -hmm. um, and where I felt like I should serve. And a year, I hate to admit it, but a year, a whole year went by. Ben went ahead and served a whole year and I still hadn't picked a, a place to kind of jump in and serve. And over the summer, after Ben's first year, Bo kind of jumped into the Ripple Effect series, mm-hmm. just talking about how important it is to have different kinds of relationships in your life and how those ripple effects spread. And when he spoke about that, I think also around the same time, the whole I'm in campaign was going on. Yep. Um, and I just really felt a tugging at my heart from God to jump in and seek discipleship in relationships. And I felt like student ministries was a good place to do that. Yeah. So I jumped in and, and that's what led me to, to CSM and I'm a year in and with ninth grade, well now 10th grade girls and I love them. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Have you worked with that age group before or is this a first? No, this is a first okay. for me. Yeah. Okay. I was always kind of intimidated by teenagers, <laughs> honestly. Um, but it's been really great. Yeah. 
And you love it now. I do. I have two other really great leaders. We really click together. And I love how Calvary has coaches set up to just, you just feel like you have a community. Like you're not just left to kind of wander by yourself and figure it all out. They help you. Yeah. 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 That's great. I love that. So for each of you, before we get into kind of the specifics of how you met each other and the program that was set up um, for discipleship for the leaders down in student ministries, what did disciple making look like for each of you? What was your history with it? And were there any like misconceptions or fears you had before you actually started getting involved in it? This type of disciple making, this one-on-one was something I didn't have any experience with looking back, I wish I had. And I don't even know that it was a thing or talked about, Mm. you know, outside of being discipled through normal Sunday school, worship services, youth group, you know, and the resources we have on radio programming and things like that. Outside of that, I didn't really understand maybe a one-on-one mentoring type of discipleship. I had read a book called Adorned, which talked about women discipling women. So that was kind of convicting and kind of gave me an idea. And then just uh, being a part of this church, I think, and through some other programming outside of this church, just heard more about it and just felt like it's something older women that were called to do in some form or another. I think, you know, we can do it as mothers. A lot of us can do it within your family, that sphere of influence. But to do it with somebody outside of that, those relationships mm-hmm. was kind of new, but something that I, I really think older women are called to do. I mean, you see that in Titus too. So I, I almost feel like it's a requirement, you know, if, if you can. And I yeah. think a lot of us have the time being in this stage of life that we can start to look for those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I had a mentor in high school. My family attended a different church. And so I had kind of experienced one-on-one sort of discipleship, mentorship, and it was a very positive experience. So I think that led a little bit me to be intrigued. And I wasn't very hesitant to enter into another mentorship because I, I had gone through one before and had a really positive experience. But one thing that being a student group leader has taught me or has kind of revealed to me about maybe what one of my misconceptions about disciple making was, is that even though I'm younger in age and not young in the faith, but I'm still maturing for sure, that God can still use me. Yeah, It's not that you reach a certain point in your walk with the Lord that you get kind of like a certificate of approval that says you're now (laughs) licensed to mentor somebody. You know, um, I really like the phrase, you know, if you really think about disciples making disciples, it's that you can still be growing and you can still be being discipled and growing and, you know, bringing other people along with you. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have all the right answers. I mean, there's times my student group girls ask me a question. I'm like, you know what, guys, I, I don't know that one. Or I, I'm still struggling with that one myself, but here's where I'm at with it. So, yeah, I think that was one of the misconceptions I had that you don't, you yourself can still be very much needing to be discipled and being discipled, but you can still be reaching out and discipling others at the yeah. same time. Absolutely. Michelle, you said that you wish you would have had somebody when you were younger. Do you have somebody now that you go to when you're looking for guidance? And this doesn't have to be like even a cookie cutter answer because it looks different for everybody. So I'm just curious what that looks like for you. I I don't in a formal sense. I think at this stage of life, it's more of a peer mm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, if there's any woman that's over 63 and walking in the faith for, you know, a good long time, I'd, I'd love to meet up. I've, it's hard to connect mm. that way in, in a large church. Yeah. Like in my ABF, it's mostly peers. And most of us, from what I understand, are probably similar in faith age. Sure. But yeah, there, there could even be somebody younger than me that could pour into my life. And yeah, yeah so nobody at the moment, but yeah, it's, and it's actually something been thinking about, Okay, you know, how do you, how do you make that connection and, and yeah. find somebody that would, you know, want to help you grow. Right. Right. I, I want you to speak if you're willing to the age thing for a second, because I think that can be a really big misconception for people mm -hmm. when you say like, maybe there's even somebody younger than me. What are your thoughts when it comes to age and discipleship and those relationships and what that looks like? Well, I think kind of like what Lydia said, most people that have been believers for some period of time can pour into somebody else. And I think it depends what you're looking for in a mentoring relationship too, because if there's a certain area of your life that you want to grow in, say prayer, there could be somebody that is just a real prayer warrior, could be a young mom even, that could help a person out that could be older that would need help or somebody to have them stay accountable mm -hmm. for that area of life. One thing about growing older is we do have life experiences just by virtue of living. Sure. You've just seen more, learned more from those types of things. So, so that's helpful. Another thing at my stage of life, I'm still working but a lot of people are retiring or have pulled back, and we don't have the responsibilities of children in the home. So I think our time is a little more flexible. Yeah. Not, not everybody's, but just as a general way of looking at, at this stage of life. So I, th I think it makes us have more availability mm -hmm. to serve in that way. So that's an advantage, I think, to age. But yeah, just because you're old doesn't mean you're smart <laughs> <laughs> or wise. But, yeah. you know, hopefully when we... Just look to the Lord for wisdom and, and guidance, and that's where our focus is, getting to know Him and just sharing, sharing what we've learned. Have you been encouraged by the stories you've heard on Pursuing Life? God is doing a great work in the lives of His people, and we know that there are still so many stories to be told. Many of the stories you've heard on Pursuing Life have been told as the result of someone else's encouragement. At times, it's easy to recognize God at work in our stories, but other times, we need others to remind us of the good work they see God doing in our lives. So whether you have a story of your own or a story you want to encourage someone else to share, we invite you to submit those stories at calvarychurch.org slash share a story so that we can continue to celebrate the work that He is doing in, around, and through us. As we do that, we not only give God glory, but encourage each other as we pursue life in Christ together. So let's talk about this mentorship program that CSM started. So Michelle, if I'm not mistaken, this was partially your idea. Well, I, I had to call a Naomi Long to refresh <laughs> my memory over this because I didn't want to be misquoted. It kind of started, Naomi felt there was a need from student group leaders for community. Okay. So she started a book club, you want to say. 
So I had gotten involved in one of the semesters in one of these book clubs. And just during discussion, uh, the book we were studying was on the attributes of God. Oh, wow. And something came up about mentoring. And I think I just made the comment that, oh, I think there'd be tons of women in my ABF that would just make great mentors. And these young women were looking for mentors. And you know, the problem was, how do we get connected? So out of one need in student ministries, there grew a second need, this need for mentoring. So I think she started using a model that had been used by the young adults okay. as a mentoring program that they did with uh, Global Partners. Oh, yeah. So she took that platform and I think tweaked it for student ministries. Okay. And she came to my ABF and just presented the idea. And there were five women besides myself that came forward and said they would be interested as mentors. And then I'm not sure how she reached out to the student group leaders. Maybe you have more that you can add as far as how student group leaders got involved. Yeah, actually, Naomi just mentioned it to me when we when I had like my initial interview with her. She just said hey, this is something new that we're doing this year with some women from an ABF that have all expressed willingness to be mentors. You know, if this is something you're interested, just let me know and we'll add you to the list and get you paired up. And I just felt like God was telling me, it was impressed upon me, I think, that that as I was pouring out into these girls and I was trying to lead them and coach them and encourage them and to help them grow, that I should also be taking intentional steps in my own walk to make sure that I was also intentionally growing and learning and being held accountable to being in the word. I I just felt like being a student group leader, of course it's fun and it's you know exciting, but also there's a little bit of a level of responsibility I felt that came along with it. Sure. And I just felt like it was really awesome that Calvary was providing a way for student group leaders to also be growing and intentionally taking steps in their faith so that while they were coaching and leading these young girls, you know, it was just accountability and helping to keep our hearts and our minds in the right place. And Yeah. yeah. And I think when Naomi got the two lists, those wanting a mentor and those willing to mentor, then she and I got together to make some matches. We were the mentoring matchmakers. <laughs> so, and but it was really neat to see how the knowledge she had about the mentees and the knowledge I had about the mentors, how we could make some pairings that just seemed to really fit well together. Yeah, and I, I know some of those pairs are still continuing to meet, and I know some of the mentors for them. It was a real step of faith mm. to put themselves out there and they weren't sure, you know, how to go about this. And But Naomi had uh, provided some materials, resources and stuff to get everybody started. And then she had, I think we were supposed to meet six times from, say, September, October to April. Okay. Uh, and then she checked back in. There was, an, they called it an off-ramp. Okay. So you would evaluate through these questions if this was a relationship that was still working, that did you want to continue just evaluating how that was going, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, no pressure on either side to continue, but if it was something that was beneficial to both parties that, you know, they could run with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So is that what you guys decided to do? 
Yeah, continuing to meet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And do you know how many, like you said it was you and five other women from your ABF? Yes. And I also think there were a couple other ladies that weren't from our ABF that Naomi had relationships with that expressed that they would do some mentoring too. Okay. And then about how many leaders were a part of that? I'm thinking there might have been eight to nine leaders that wanted to avail themselves of of the program. That is really cool. So you guys got connected and you mentioned earlier, it was kind of like a mentorship blind date. (laughs) (laughs) So what was that first meeting like? And what was it like as you started to get to know one another? My memories were we set up a meeting at uh, Zig's Bakery Mm -hmm. in Lidditz. Yum. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We love, yeah, we're trying to coffee shops. Yes. <laughs> the coffee shop tour. Yeah. <laughs> Although last time we met, we took a walk. Yes. So on a trail. So and that, that's what we're doing the next time too, but okay. it's at the jigger shop. So this time it's ice cream, it's not ice coffee. Cream. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but um, oh, I think we had a good first meeting. At least I felt so. Lydia asked good questions. Um, just kind of finding out who she was and, you know, what her expectations were mm-hmm. for for the relationship. And so, yeah, I felt a little nervous, I guess you would say at first, but mm-hmm. it was comfortable. Good meeting. We sat there. Yeah. Lydia's not short on words. No. So, so. <laughs> yeah. I just distinctly remember at one point, Michelle kind of looking at me and being like, you're type A, aren't you? And I was like, yes, yeah. yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I found it easy to talk to her. I, I, I can be very talkative, but it is kind of hard for me at times to open up and be vulnerable. So Michelle was really easy to talk to. She just had a really welcoming presence. It wasn't intimidating. And yeah, we just kind of talked about why we both pursued this and what what we kind of wanted to get out of it. Like, um, you know, what what we kind of envisioned it it looking like. And Michelle has um, experienced mentoring some other young women. And she kind of brought suggestions, um, which was helpful for me because the mentorship relationship I was in before was very structured through the church I was attending. So to kind of have free reign was a little bit intimidating to me. I was like, I I don't know. I mean, I can definitely sit here and talk to you, but I'd like it to be purposeful. You know, I'd like us both to be intentional and have um, a little bit of structure. Yeah. But yeah, so we both were able to find, you know, just talk about that. And after, you know, each time we meet, we just set up our date for the next one. And yeah. So yeah. Do you remember what kinds of questions you asked? Um, I remember. I remember one she asked. She she said that she wondered if I would be available because something along the lines of when she puts herself out there, she wants to know that somebody's available. Mm. You know, so depending, I think, on how I would have answered that would have impacted how much she was willing to share. Mm-hmm. Is that do I yeah. get that right? Like I was saying, it is kind of hard for me to open up and be vulnerable with certain people. Yeah, type A, friendly, outgoing. But um, when you get into kind of deeper stuff that's going on, it's a little bit different. And so I, I kind of asked her, yeah, very pretty bluntly, like straightforward, like, are you really just wanting to meet for the CSM calendar year and then be done? Because I guess I just kind of, in my mind, it helps me to know like, okay, this is kind of for a season and let's just really focus on, you know, stuff going on with my CSM group. But if this is something that we can maybe continue for a while, like, you know, maybe I'll be a little bit more open about things like going on with my marriage or with our family, or it's just kind of my personality Mm -hmm. to kind of put parameters around relationships in in that way. So that is one. I do remember Mm -hmm. asking that question. I don't really 
Yeah. Can't really remember other ones. No, but. I think the other ones were just more like biographical. Okay, you sure, know, sure. Yeah. Maybe like where we lived, how our work. Yeah, mm-hmm. asked her if she like had a, a family mm-hmm. and yeah. and she asked me. So just yeah. to get to know each mm-hmm. other a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hobbies and yeah. shared yeah. interests. One yeah. thing that's been helpful in the these mentoring relationships is a book called Growing Together Okay. by Melissa Kruger. Okay. Mm-hmm. It pretty much walks you through those initial meetings starting off with your expectations of the relationship, a little bit of your testimony. There's a chapter on prayer, a chapter on studying the word, a chapter on service. Mm -hmm. There might have been 12 chapters because I think we were able to divide them into two six meetings. Yeah, yeah. two two chapters we would go over and with some very good questions Mm. that, uh, like Lydia said, the meetings are purposeful. We're not there just chit-chatting or just, but, you know, we also, I think, talk about personal things and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, check up on, on those things and how they're going. And yeah, just like any relationship, the more we got together and the, and the more we knew about each other, I think the more personal kind of questions and checking up on entered into the, entered into the mix. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that's just like such a good question that you asked about like, what is this to you, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and to be able to be vulnerable enough to ask that off the bat. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's so helpful for your relationship. I just think it's helpful for people to hear too, that mm-hmm. you're allowed to like establish a relationship mm-hmm. and just see if it's going to work because sometimes it doesn't, right. you know, um, sometimes people just don't click. And when you do, it's so special, but if you don't, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But you have to ask those hard questions yeah. ahead of and time to know. Yeah. To know it's that. kind of re- reinsuring to me or encouraging to me that she asked that, you know, at least for those that first hour we were together, she sensed that maybe she would want that ongoing relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was an encouragement to me. Yeah. And it, to me, it's just admirable that these young women are seeking these relationships mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, wanting to grow in their faith. That's, that's really encouraging to me. So yeah, definitely. And I think it's just respectful of each other's time too to both have a good understanding of what the other person's expectations are. Expectations are such a silly thing. Like you have them in your mind, but you don't always oftentimes say them. So just to kind of, that book really, that Michelle was talking about, really helped us both think through what our expectations are and, or were for the, for the relationship or the mentorship and what that looked like. And I think that was helpful. So we both Mm -hmm. knew off the bat and just could move forward from there well so yeah Mm -hmm. for sure and we'll link that book in the show notes for those who are interested in in picking up Mm -hmm. a copy and reading through it Mm -hmm. so one of my favorite things to ask when it comes to talking through what a discipleship relationship is and what expectations are is when it comes to your relationship what is it and what is it not Mm -hmm. well I think it's two women that are part of the body of Christ getting together and encourage one another to learn from one another. I, I'll just give you an example of something I learned from her. Yeah. I think I had shared that one of the things I was a challenge to me was viewing people and not making judgments that were like condemning. Mm. So she had shared that she had similar things. And I think it was Ben had suggested to her that she gets rid of social media. Mm. And I wasn't a big consumer of social media, but I had Instagram. And the main reason I had it is because when I was a student group leader, that's how my students communicated. Of course. So they were, I followed them and a few family members. So, but still 
I, I remember her saying that you, you start viewing people as snapshots mm. rather than a whole person. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I think that's a good idea. And I'm just going to get rid of that. Yeah. Just got rid of the app and I haven't missed it. And hopefully it's, it's helped in my sanctification too. <laughs> but so um, just that we can learn from each other so that and being part of a body of Christ where, you know, we're all on the same team, hoping to build his church, yeah. you know, just in a, in a small way. I'm not her mother. She has a good relationship with her mother. So I, I think our relationship is not you know, I'm not a substitute for her mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You know, when I was thinking about this question, I, I had exactly that too. Just two women, really, just two women who are intentional and willing to set aside time to grow. And it's humbling to hear you say that you can learn from me, just like I learned from you. Um, so that's really cool. But I think it's just we're using our relationship with one another to intentionally seek the Lord and to grow in sanctification. I think it's not something that people need to be intimidated by. It, it is intimidating on the outside, but it's really not. It's just another person. You know, um, if you can just, you know, work up maybe like the 30 seconds of courage to walk in and sit down and introduce yourself, you know, in a few minutes, you're having good conversation and getting to know one another it doesn't have to be polished, you know, you can just get together and talk about what's going on. You can use a book to help you, like you don't have to come up with all of this stuff on your own. But yeah, our I feel like our meetings are are practical, like we, we meet once a month, it's not a huge time commitment. Mm-hmm. We like structure, so we opted for a more structured kind of meeting style. But yeah, I think it's most of all, it's just really meaningful and supportive to have someone to talk to. I yeah, Michelle is not my mom, but in a way, that's a great thing. I love yeah. my mom, really have great relationships, but there are some times that it's just really helpful to have another woman who's older that's not necessarily your mother, just for certain things to go and talk to um, and share with. So, And another thing it's not is, I don't know quite the term to use, but somebody who has it all together mentoring somebody who doesn't. Right. Because mm-hmm. that that's not the case. And I hope in our conversations that becomes clear that I'm a long way from from knowing everything that I, I could know. Um, and I don't have a mastery of, of life, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, we're just working on it together. So yeah. I don't think it would be a good thing for a mentor to come off as, you know, somebody that has it all together and isn't deficient or lacking in some area and has their own own struggles and Mm -hmm. challenges along the way. Yeah. I think that goes back to what you said at the beginning where it's just because you have more life experience, there are things that Mm -hmm. somebody else can learn from and vice versa. Mm -hmm. We all have different experiences in our lives, whether that's by time or by circumstance or whatever it is. And you guys are just learning from one another as you're growing in your relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. How have you personally grown in your relationship with the Lord since you began to intentionally do life together? I know for me, I feel more accountable. Mm. I feel more accountable for being in the Word, growing in the Word, understanding it. And even in my prayer life, I just feel like I can't pour into somebody if I'm, if I'm not practicing what I'm, what I'm preaching or what I'm teaching. So in, in that way, it's helped me. 
and it's it's just fun to get to know somebody, some <laughs> a, another person here in the church on a on a personal level. Like we we all know this is a huge church, and if you don't take steps to have relationships, I just feel like there's something lacking. Mm. And just even somebody of, well, be almost my children's generation. <laughs> That's not my child. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and it, it's encouraging too. I think when you see younger people taking their faith seriously and uh, living it out and being authentic and that it's a priority and just an important part of their life. So that's encouraging. For me, I think it's really just encouraged me to set aside time and to reflect at where I'm actually at in my walk with the Lord. I think in my spiritual life, I've been good at or I've understood the importance of setting aside time to be in the word, to be in prayer, and to connect with God that way. But I don't know if I've always been so good at taking that one step further and being like, okay, now what is what I'm reading and what is what the Lord is revealing to me? Like, what is what is that really speaking to my heart? Like, where do I need to apply this? Um, this is good knowledge, but how can I, you know, make that more practical in my day-to-day mm. life? So I think that... It's been an interesting realization for me that as I've grown to be more comfortable with talking with Michelle and being more vulnerable with Michelle, I've also learned to be a little bit more vulnerable with the Lord. Yeah. You know, if I'm willing to talk to Michelle about some things that I'm struggling with or areas where I feel like sin still clings, you know, then it's a little bit easier almost to go to the Lord and be like, you know, hey, God, this is where sin is still clinging. Like, help me. You know, it's it's almost like confessing that sin to God has become a little bit easier because I've been able to talk about it with Michelle. Mm. Um, Yeah, getting his light to shine through and all those cracks and crevices, you know, where even I don't want to look at sometimes, (laughs) you know, want to go. But that's been something that's really been cool for me is to just, like I said earlier, being vulnerable sometimes a little bit of a struggle for me. So getting used to that and bringing that into my relationship with the Lord has been, it's been really great. So yeah, definitely. One thing that you said earlier, Lydia, that I wanted to ask about was you said that you both like structure. Mm -hmm. So when you say that, what about your meetings is structured or what does that structure look like? I just, um, by using books, Okay. uh, the first book that Michelle was just talking about growing together. And then after we finished that, we kind of were like, okay, well, you know, do we want to do another book or, you know, what do we want to do? And for me, it's just helpful to have the structure of the book being like, okay, let's, let's read these two chapters or a chapter and then meet next week and, and talk about it. There are times that if something's going on, sometimes the book gets pushed to the side (laughs) and we talk about other things or we spend time in prayer. But for the most part, it's, it just helps us to be intentional with our conversation and, and not to have like, you know, to set aside time to get together and just maybe be like, oh, well, nothing much has really changed or, you know, like it gives us something to really both be digging into and talking through. Um, and sure. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. just having that structure of yeah. that. Yeah. Through the ebbs and flows of life yeah. in those seasons yeah. of ebb, you still have something to yes, talk about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it, it gives the mentor a guide too, mm. to kind of, I don't want to say lead the, well, yeah. the meeting. Yeah. And the, the books we've been studying have questions at the end of these chapters mm-hmm. that we've been able to to use. And also then we had some good questions come from Naomi, build off of that, that other mentoring program that yeah. just, yeah. you know, where do you see God working in your life? You know, what's brought you joy this past month? What's been a challenge or, you mm-hmm. know, a struggle or things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are such good questions. Mm-hmm. 
Well, to close, I would love to hear what advice you would give to somebody who's wanting to take a first step in being a disciple who makes disciples. Oh, I'd say go for it. I, I think get in touch with uh, student ministries. <laughs> there's, I think there's a place there, whether it's a student group leader or a coach or a mentor. The first mentoring experience I had it was prompted by the I'm In series. Okay. I looked on the uh, website for the different areas of service and saw something about, you know, coming alongside new believers. And I thought, mm. I think I could do that. So I had contacted the office. And as it worked out, they actually, there was a young woman that had just asked if Calvary has a mentoring program oh, wow. as a general question through the website. And the administrative assistant asked if I'd be willing to reach out to her and, you know, see what she was looking for. And, and that, again, was like a blind date mentoring thing. And so there's opportunities like that, I'm sure, that uh, the church office could, could get you set up with. And if you're looking for a mentor, Lydia, what would you? Yeah, the thing that comes to my mind is just like praying for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think that we probably all have at least... My thought is that there's probably someone in your life, whether through church or through community or through if you're an older adult, you know, your kids, friends or someone, you know, family, friends, kids like there's probably someone in your life that you can set aside time and and pour into. And if you're younger, kind of same thing, you know, parents, friends, you know, or just people in your life that that you can make a mentorship style relationship out of something that might already be there. Sure. Um, so I would just say pray for the opportunity, whether you're mentoring or you're being a mentee. And then just to remember that if you do find a relationship like that, just, yeah, kind of go for it. Ask. You have you have no idea there people might also be looking for that too and just not sure where to find it. Right. And just remembering that we're all here. We're all sinners saved by grace trying to grow together and it doesn't have to be intimidating. I, I never have felt like judged by Michelle or like, you know, <laughs> criticized. I mean, she guides me, you know, she helps me when I'm struggling, but yeah, it's really just, it's really not as scary as uh, it might sound, especially when you put a big word on it, like mentorship <laughs> or yeah. discipleship, you know, it's really right. just at the end of a day, an intentional relationship. I really don't like the word mentee. I yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a weird word, yeah. isn't it? And I just haven't come up with good substitute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So send in your suggestions. There yeah. we go. <laughs> if we get any, I'll pass yeah. them on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, well, Lydia and Michelle, I am just so thankful for you sharing your story. It makes me really excited about what is happening in student ministries, but also in our ABFs and just within Calvary Church mm-hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. There are so many opportunities out there and there are people taking advantage of them and I'm sure people who are going to continue to take advantage of those opportunities. So thank you for sharing and hopefully being an encouragement to others as they seek to do the same with being disciples who make disciples. So thanks for your time. You're You're welcome. welcome. Thanks for asking us. What I love about Michelle and Lydia's story is that neither of them has it all figured out, and yet they're intentionally doing life together anyway. They gave us so many ideas for where to start, and I hope that as they shared, some ideas were sparked in you as well. If you're interested in learning more about the book that Michelle and Lydia used as a resource, we have that information for you in the show notes. Just click on this episode in your app or browser and scroll down to the description. 
As always, don't forget to subscribe to Pursuing Life so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a great week.